Sacher on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And Juma Mubarak, if you have just tuned in to 91.3 FM, 95.8 FM in the Boland, and audio streaming at www.vocfm.co.za, and then you feel closer to our Subhanallah. Especially if you're abroad, you're probably waiting for this moment um, to rejuvenate spiritually as well. Alhamdulillah. This morning, as promised, we have Sheikh Wasim Abrams, should I say Sheikh Hafid um, uh, um, Wasim Abrams, in still with us. Also, a graduate of the Umul Qura um, University in Mecca. And um, he studied for seven years at university and uh, prior to that, three years in Egypt as well. Currently, the Imam at Masjid Ikhwatul Islam in Cornflower Street in Bridgetown and also with various other activities such as your Hafid school that he's um, involved in as well, teacher, founder, and um, so much more. Alhamdulillah, but happy to have um, Sheikh Hafid Wasim Abrams with us in studio. Um, okay. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, yourself, Sheikh Wasim. Always lovely to be. Uh, you know, to have you in studio, alhamdulillah. And I think today's nasiha, as promised, um, you know, when we did all the organization was um, in connection with the, um, I think, the uh, tafsir of Surah Duha. That's correct. MashaAllah. Sheikh, I'm not too sure if you, if you would, um, you know, first want to address our listeners, give them a warm greeting, and then we can continue, inshallah. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa mawala. رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقه قولي respected listeners احييكم بتحيات الاسلام i greet you with universal greeting of peace and i say assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullah all praise and thanks is due to almighty allah subhanahu wa ta'ala our creator our cherisher our nourisher the sustainer of all the worlds Peace and blessings on our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam upon his family, his friends and all those who perpetuates with his propagation until the last day. Amen. And Aisha and uh, dear listeners, before we go into the uh, actual tafsir of the particular surah um, and also the sabab al-nuzul or the reasons why the surah was revealed, let us just perhaps um, understand um, the period that the surah was uh, revealed. The surah was revealed in Mecca. Um, obviously, it was before the Hijrah, and therefore we need to understand how Rasulullah wasallam was oppressed. Um, his own people, his own family, his own tribe, um, they either oppressed him, they called him a liar, they mocked him, and this continued on a daily Basis. And they're the same people who called him the trustworthy. Most definitely. On the one hand, most definitely. On the one hand, they called him trustworthy. On the other hand, whenever he spoke about the message of Islam and the oneness of Allah Ta'ala, they called him a liar. I mean, one, one perfect example was um, when Allah Ta'ala commanded Rasulullah to openly call to the oneness of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. The Nabi Sallallahu he goes up onto Jabal Safa and he calls everybody together. <clears throat> and they come, they respond. And his question to them was that um, if I should inform you that behind this mountain is an army on route to attack you, will you believe me? And all of them unanimously, they said, uh, of course, most definitely. You know, we do not know you to be a liar. And he then says, "Inni nadirul lakum sharid." I have been sent to you as a warner to those who disbelieve in Allah that for them lies ahead a terrible punishment. And his own uncle, his own uncle, then just after saying that we don't know you to be a liar, his own uncle responds, "Tabban lak, cursed are you, alihada jabatana. Did you gather us here for this nonsense?" So this was what Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam had to endure. Um, I mean, his, his his companions, those that um, accepted his message, they were tortured. They were tortured um, to the extent, yes, Saram, we we all know about Sumayya, um, the first shahida, and how she and her family were tortured. Um, so Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam had to endure all these things. This is now prior to, prior to the Hijrah, or rather at the very beginning of Islam. And now we come to the, 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 the reason why the surah was revealed. 
Sheikh Wasim, if, if one can just interject, when one looks at the surah, it wasn't the first surah that was revealed, no. but each surah that was revealed came at a specific time uh, because of things happening at that time most as well. Most definitely, most definitely. Many surahs or even certain ayat um, was revealed because of the situation or the circumstance at the time, or sometimes um, one of the companions would uh, question Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on something and Allah ta'ala would uh, then reveal um, an ayah in that in that particular regard. So yes, um, like I said, this was a time of hardship. It was a time of difficulty, and um, there's uh, the ulama gives two reasons why this particular surah was revealed. The one is that um, of Imam Ahmad in uh, in in um, Ibn Kathir. Here he relates the story. He says that um, there was a period when Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was ill. Um, to such an extent that um, he couldn't stand for salah uh, for about one or two nights. <coughs> then a woman um, said to be uh, Abu Lahab's wife, Nabi Salaam's uncle's wife. Uh, she comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and she says to him, I think that your devil has finally left you. Referring to Allah ta'ala. Um, and that, that, that is when Allah Ta'ala revealed this particular surah. Was it because there was a break in between um, when Jibreel not, did not come down to the Prophet prior to that because there was, um, there was a lull yeah. period whenever, for when, when, Whenever there was, um, there was a, call it a break in revelation, the Rasulullah was always worried. And that we know after the, 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 the revelation of the first surah, surah Iqra, there was a period, some of them I say a period of 40 days before the second ayah was revealed. And Rasulullah became very despondent. He felt that he did something wrong. He felt that Allah has forsaken him. Um, he felt that he's not worthy anymore um, of being a prophet. And the same happened in this particular instance. Um, in fact, if we look at the, 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 the um, other narration of why the surah was revealed, is that... Um, is exactly that, that there was no revelation. Um, for, for a period of time, no ayah or no surah was revealed to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And every day, um, the Quraysh or the, 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 the um, disbelievers rather, they would come and they would mock the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They would mock him every day. What has descended upon you uh, yesterday again? What descended upon you last night? The exact response that Rasulullah got when after, after returning from the Mi'raj. So they would mock him on, on a daily basis, you know, not really being interested in what was revealed to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but more to, uh, um, to poke fun at him. And so they would come every day. Um, asking the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, what has again been revealed unto you last night or yesterday? And the Nabi Sallallahu could not respond. And therefore, um, he became even more despondent until Allah Ta'ala revealed this particular surah. And um, how appropriately Allah Ta'ala begins this surah with a qasam. Allah Ta'ala says, It's a qasam that Allah is saying. Um, and he caps it all into Auntie Aisha. We, we know it as a qasam. You know. Uh, also, also, Sumba. Yeah, Sumba. <laughs> there we go. Um, so Allah Ta'ala starts this, um, this particular surah with a, with a qasam. If I may, just before I continue, just on that, that, that particular the qasam. Um, in the Quran, Allah Ta'ala usually swears by... Um, things that are important. Um, for example, we all know Surah Yasin. Allah swears immediately after Allah says Yasin, Wal Quranil Hakim. Allah Ta'ala swears or takes a qasam by the Quran that was revealed. Allah Ta'ala swears by the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam being a messenger of Allah Ta'ala. Um, in other ayat, Allah Ta'ala, like the, the, the surah prior to, to, to Surah Duha, um, Allah Ta'ala swears by uh, the night. Even prior to that, also Allah tells us, وَالْفَجْرِ You know, by, um, by the dawn, Allah, Allah takes a qasam by, uh, by the dawn, as well as by the first ten days of the month of the Hijjah. So when Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam, or swears by something, it usually shows the importance of that particular thing. We, on the other hand, um, as Muslims, um, when we take an oath or we make a qasam. Now, unfortunately, in Cape Town, we have this um, 
call it this notion, for lack of a better term, of saying suwalai kasam. And I remember as a child, you would add on tin days in Quran and Allah can me, everything will feel clear, most words strafni and so on, you know. Um, that is not really a kasam. No, and this is the danger one. Sometimes, um, unknowingly, we would say, Wallahi wa rasul. Wallahi wa rasul. Now, when we take a qasam, we can only take a qasam by the name of Allah, by no one else. We can't even add the name, um, we can't even add the name of the Nabi Sallallahu or even like, we, like we're doing there, Wallahi wa rasul, um, adding the um, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to the qasam. We are not allowed to do that. By doing that, uh, we will be uh, committing shirk. Therefore, when we do take a qasam, we take a qasam as Allah Ta'ala shows us in the Quran, we either say, Wallahi, by Allah, or Billahi. There's another one that Allah uses, Tallahi. So it's either Wallahi, Billahi, Tallahi. We can add a fourth one if you want to. We can say, Wa Rabbul Ka'ba. And by the Lord of the Ka'ba. Of the Ka'ba. Right, but uh, to, we we should try to refrain from that. So Allah Kasam and Wallahi wa Rasul, we even uh, tend to make fun of that uh, when people say Wallahi is, is one lie. Yes. You know? uh, it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be that way. So it's either Wallahi, Billahi, or Tallahi. Let us rather use one of those, inshallah. Ta'ala. May Allah Ta'ala grant us the understanding of inshallah. this, inshallah. Sheikh Wasim, on that note, I think let's first go for ads before we go into the um, tafsir of the surah, inshallah. To our listeners, do stay tuned. <laughs> Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi and a warm welcome to our Friday Nasiha program. I'm your host Aisha Lata and today we have Sheikh Wasim Abrams with us in studio, um, a graduate of the Ummul Quran University in Mecca and also studied for seven years at the university and prior to that three years in Egypt. Currently the Imam at Masjid um, Ikhwa, Ikhwatul Islam in Cornflower State in Bridgetown and um, involved in various others, other activities as well as a Hafiz school. So our youth greatly benefiting and I think today it's our tennis elders also to benefit. Inshallah. So to our listeners, yes indeed, the tafsir of Surah Duha is what Sheikh Wasim is concentrating on today, inshallah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts with the surah by saying, Wadduha. Allah ta'ala makes a qasam, Allah sumbas, by the forenoon. Duha basically is um, that time after dawn. You know, when uh, when we are at our busiest, either getting ready for um, for work or for school, and that is the the, the time of duha, and that's why we have the salatul duha. You know that we uh, that we perform just after after the sun has risen. So duha, Allah Taala says, what duha by the forenoon um, or by the morning brightness, if we wish. Wallayli ida saja. And by the night when it is covered with darkness. Now interestingly enough, Allah Ta'ala starts off the surah with the day and afterwards Allah Ta'ala makes mention of night. Now in various other places in the Quran, Allah Ta'ala always mentions the night before the day. Um, because we know that uh, as in, the in, in Islam, the night, the night precedes the day. Um, in fact, the surah prior to the surah, Allah says, وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يَخْشَاهُ Allah first speaks about the night and then the day. Um, even in uh, surah Naba, uh, when Allah Ta'ala uh, speaks also first about the night. Um, first, first Allah speaks about the night and then thereafter speaks about the day. But here specifically, Allah Ta'ala makes mention of the day first. And then Allah says, وَالْضُحَى And by the night when it is covered with darkness. And um, one of the Mufassirin makes mention, he says, that one of the reasons why Allah Ta'ala speaks about the day first uh, is because um, the day is light. Um, gives, uh, it gives light, it is bright. And um, it speaks about uh, the beginning of uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam's journey. Um, when we will see further on in the in, in the surah, um, 
that Rasulullah went through many trials and tribulations, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always found a way out for him. Subhanallah. Um, saja signifies, um, because it's darkness, so it signifies the, 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 the trials and tribulations that Rasulullah had to endure while calling people to the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as we know, um, after night comes day. So it's again brightness and light, and therefore um, it sh- it, that that speaks about the Fatho Makkah, when um, when Rasulullah eventually conquers Makkah and uh, Islam spreads to all four corners of the world. So that is one of the reasons why Allah Taala firstly speaks about um, the noon, the duha, the daytime, and then afterwards, walayli ida saja, and by the night when it covers with darkness. مَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى Now, وَدَّعَكَ, we probably, um, we can see the similarity of that word. And when we leave Makkah after Hajj, the final tawaf, we make tawaful, wida. Um, it means that's our final, it's, 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 it's goodbye. You know, and as we're making that tawahu wida, we are saying goodbye and we're hoping that um, Allah Ta'ala will, will grant that, that this will not be the last time that we ever visit the Baytullah. Now, the same word is used here, except that there's a shatta an ma wadda'aka. Wadda'aka here um, refers to, um, or rather, wadda'aka with that shatta an refers to um, your final goodbye. When you're not going to see something anymore, someone, when you're saying goodbye now forever. So here Allah is saying, Ma wadda'aka. Right? Allah Ta'ala did not um, say goodbye to you. Allah Ta'ala did not leave you. Allah did not forsake you. Ma wadda'aka rabbuka. Now here Allah specifically, you know, Allah doesn't say Rabbul Alameen, for example. Uh, the Lord of the world, specifically Allah says, your Lord, addressing the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself. This is the beauty of this particular surah. Allah ta'ala usually addresses all the Muslimin, even in surah Layl before mm-hmm. this, Allah addresses everyone. But here in this particular surah, Allah ta'ala specifically addresses the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he says, your Lord has not forsaken you. مَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى Nor does Allah detest you or nor does Allah Ta'ala hate you. مَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى Right? Your Lord has not taken leave of you. Your Lord has not forsaken you. Your Lord has not said goodbye to you. Nor does Allah Ta'ala detest or hate you. وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى And the year after is better for you than the first life. Now this can be translated in, or rather let me say this is ambiguous in a sense. That this can either mean that, that the year after is better for you than this current life. And we know that. We know that Allah reminds us constantly, dunya illa mata'ul ghurur. That um, life on this dunya is only but a temporary enjoyment. It's not going to last forever. But the akhirah, the akhirah is, um, is forever. And the akhirah is so much better than, than this dunya. Rasulullah even himself, he says, La sawtun fil jannati khayrun minat dunya wa ma fiha. Can be translated as saying that a square meter, a square meter in Jannah is better than this dunya and everything therein. But it can also be translated as saying, that um, <coughs> what is still to come, what is still to come is better for you than what has happened in the past. And again, referring to um, the trials and the tribulations that Rasulullah had to uh, um, had to endure at the beginning of his call to Islam, and then um, remembering that this was uh, prior to the Miraj, this was prior to um, the Battle of Badr or the Battle of Uhud, and so on. Right. So uh, Allah Taala says that um, that the beginning of your call. 
in other words um the 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 the, the end of your call will be better than the beginning you will reap the benefits thereof or you will see the success of uh, what you are enduring at this particular moment in time and the year after is better for you than the first or what is still to come will be better for you than what has happened already inshallah Malana, i think on that note we're going to go for ads inshallah and when we do come back to our listeners do stay tuned for this so much more to come um in connection with surah duha inshallah stay tuned <laughs> Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum and indeed a warm welcome Ajumma Mubarak and welcome back to our fr- uh, program the Friday Nasiha and today with um, Hafid Sheikh Wasim Abrams the tafsir of Surah Duha inshallah Sheikh. Jazakumullah khairan. So Allah as, as, as I explained before that the Nabi Sallallahu was going through this um, this difficult stage um, Assuming or thinking that Allah Ta'ala has forsaken him or that Allah Ta'ala hates him or detests him. Allah Ta'ala now makes this qasam by the day as well as by the night that Allah Ta'ala has not forsaken him, that Allah Ta'ala does not hate him and also then reassures him that what is still to come is better than what he is currently enduring or what he has endured. And now Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَا سَوْفَ يُعْطِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى Allah says, and soon, soon or in the future, in the near future, وَلَا سَوْفَ سَوْفَ means um, something that is still going to happen. وَلَا سَوْفَ يُعْطِيكَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى will give you. Now Allah doesn't mention here what Allah is going to give. All Allah says is, and your Lord is going to give you and you will be satisfied or you shall be pleased with what um, what your Lord is going to give you. That's all that Allah says. Allah doesn't say that Allah is going to give him X, Y or Z. Or Allah doesn't say that Allah is going to give him victory. Allah just says, and your Lord is going to give you. Now, um, one could perhaps make the parable that um, if you are in need be it financially and so on. And um, a wealthy person comes to you and this wealthy person says, don't worry, I'm going to sort you out. That's all he says. He says, don't worry, I'm going to sort you out. Um, Immediately, you would um, translate that as, no, that person is going to give you sufficient or give you the money that you need. Or whatever it is that you need the person is not going to give you a 20 ren or a 25 ren you know so in the same sense here Allah Ta'ala says Wala sofa rabbuka, and your Lord will give you bearing in mind this is now Allah speaking to the yeah, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so Rasulullah can be contented that what whatever Allah Ta'ala is going to give him it is sufficient for him Allah does not have to make mention what Allah is going to give him right um, and whatever Allah Ta'ala is going to give him in whichever way it's going to be something that he needs and uh, here I would want to perhaps just make mention that um, at the end of the day, it is Allah Ta'ala knows what's, what's best. Sometimes we find ourselves in, in, in certain situations whereby why, and we, we question, why is this happening to me? Yes. Or why does it happen to me now? Um, but Allah so beautifully makes mention in Surah Baqarah, Allah says, Asa an takrahu shay'an lakum. It might just be that you dislike something, but it is better for you. Asa an tuhibu shay'an and it might be that you like something but it is bad for you at the end of the day Allah Ta'ala himself only knows what is good for us as we as we always say Allah that Allah Ta'ala knows best therefore Allah didn't even have to mention here what it is that Allah Ta'ala is going to going to give uh, Rasulullah he says and Allah is going to give you and whatever Allah gives you, you are going to be satisfied with it. Some of the Mufassirin even says that Allah Ta'ala will ask Rasulullah whatever he desires. And 
the one thing that Rasulullah wants the most is to be able to intercede on behalf of his ummah on the day of Qiyamah. And therefore they say that that Rasulullah will be able to intercede on the day of Qiyamah for as he will be able to intercede for as much as he wants to. So he will intercede and intercede and intercede until he, Rasulullah is fatarda, until he is satisfied and pleased. So that is, that is obviously one of the gifts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, um, has bestowed, uh, upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But yes, Allah ta'ala, like in Surah Kawthar, for example, Allah uses the same word. Inna a'tayna kal kawthar. But Allah mentions thee. That really we have given you the kawthar. We have given you um, the fountain in Jannah. But here Allah doesn't mention. The other uh, amazing point that I would want to perhaps make mention of is that um, when, you, when you give a gift, um, the possibility of, even though we shouldn't, we shouldn't um, take a gift back, but the possibility of, take, of taking it back is still there. But the fact that Allah now uses the word a'ta, a'ta is um, if by if you you giving and you you placing the ownership in the hands of the receiver. So it's an unconditional. There we go. It's unconditional giving. That is why Allah says inna a'ta kal kawthar that we have given you the fountain of of kawthar. It belongs to the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Allah will not take it back. It's his. He can do with it whatever he wants to. Whomever Allah Rasulullah wishes to um, uh, not feed but quench the thirst of on the day of Qiyamah, he is allowed to because it's his. And yeah, Allah also uses that 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 same uh, verb. Uh, and Allah will give it to you unconditionally. It will be yours and whatever Allah is going to give you, you are most definitely going to be satisfied with and well pleased with. Sheikh Basim, listening to you and, and, and the way you, um, you know, um, do the tafsir of this, just a few verses that you've mentioned now, one picks up these lots of compassion, these lots Akbar, of, um, you know, it's, it's like the, the yes, mercy, there's this lots of mercy that Allah shows to the Prophet Most definitely, and, and um, I, would, I would ask Auntie Aisha as, as a mother, um, if, if one of Auntie Aisha's children maybe feels down the day, um, for whatever reason, the manner in which Auntie Aisha is going to op- approach um, that particular child um, in consoling and uh, rather and, and and adding to it that that, that personal quote that personal touch and making it even though I think let you feel connected to Aisha, but let's for argument's sake say that Auntie Aisha has got five children, you know, and for that moment Auntie Aisha is going to try Auntie Aisha's utmost best to make that child feel as if that is the only child that Auntie Aisha has, mm-hmm. um, just to to boost. Um, his or her spirit and this is exactly the manner in which um, Allah Ta'ala is addressing Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam given how he is feeling at that time you know uh, feeling despondent and so on and Allah Ta'ala is now giving that that personal touch again like I said earlier Allah doesn't speak Allah doesn't address Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as the Lord of the worlds or the Lord of the heavens or the Lord of the earth but Allah specifically addresses Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as saying your Lord and again وَلَا سَوْفَ يُعْتِيكَ رَبُّكَ your Lord is going to give you, and whatever your Lord is going to give you, you are most definitely going to be satisfied with. So yes, one can sense that um, that love um, between Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Therefore, Rasulullah Sallallahu is known as Habibullah, the most beloved of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. وَلَسَوْفَ يُعْتِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى Now Allah Ta'ala um, assures Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Remember Allah says firstly that whatever is going to come still is, 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 uh, is better for you than your past. And immediately after Allah says that Allah is going to give you and Allah doesn't mention what he's going to give. 
And Allah says to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Alam yajidaka yatiman fa'awa? Did I not find you an orphan and um, given you refuge? Did I not find you an orphan and then given you a uh, a place of comfort? Referring to um, Rasulullah when his when his uh, when his when both his parents passed away, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala placed him in the care of his grandfather, and after that, um, Allah Taala placed him in 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 the care of his uncle who loved him. Who loved him as his own son, even more so. Um, uh, one of the ulama makes mention when he explains how sad the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was when Abu Talib passed away. He says that um, Abu Talib loved Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so much that um, he had a lot of children himself, but uh, his children would be scattered around the bed, around his bed. On numerous occasions, but when the Nabi Sallallahu would come in, would enter his room, then Abu Talib would call Rasulullah Sallallahu from out of all his children. He would single out the Nabi Sallallahu and tell him, "Come sit here next to me." That was the the the, the, the love um, that Abu Talib had for Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and the love that Rasulullah then in turn also had for for Abu Talib. So um, Allah Taala is saying that, uh, "Did I not find you an orphan?" And then given you refuge, given you a place to stay, given you comfort. Now dal yeah, we know um, this word dal in Surah uh, Fatiha at the end when we say غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين right um, and not the path of those who are lost. Right, but yeah, dal doesn't necessarily mean lost because the Nabi Sallallahu wasn't lost; he was unaware. And uh, Allah Taala actually explains this in Surah Yusuf, just before Allah gives, gives Rasulullah the story of Nabi Yusuf. He says, "Wa in kunta min qablihi laminal ghafilin." And you yourself, he says, I'm going to relate to Allah Ta'ala says, I'm going to relate to you these stories. And even you yourself were unaware of these stories before this. Now, the same year Allah Ta'ala is making mention, and he found you unaware. Because even before Islam, even before Islam in the time of Jahiliyyah, uh, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, even though he was living in that age or that era, Right? He did not indulge in the wrongdoings. There we go. We didn't indulge in the wrongdoings. They, uh, and just earlier we spoke about him, these, his nicknames that he was given even before prophethood. Um, he was Al-Amin, the trustworthy. He was As-Sadiq, um, the truthful. So Rasulullah himself, he was not lost really, but he was unaware. And therefore Allah says, وَوَجَدَكَ ضَالًا فَهَدَى And we found you unaware, فَهَدَى And we guided you. Allah Ta'ala. And here Allah, Allah specifically says that Allah Himself guided Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. وَوَجَدَكَ عَائِلًا فَأَغْنَى And we found you poor. Now, um, Ail is not really poor. Ail is that um, we found you without anything. You had absolutely nothing, um, even in terms of knowledge, because Allah says, and we have made you rich or self-sufficient. Now, richness is not only in wealth. Richness doesn't only come in wealth, but richness is in Knowledge, right? Um, there, 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 there was this, this, this Arabic saying that says, um, "Laysa al-ghina kathratul mal." I think, if I'm not mistaken, that um, your your richness is not um, uh, at uh, as to how much how much wealth you have, right? Um, but your richness is is found in the knowledge that you have and yourself as a person, the type of person that you are. Um, for example, you can be a poor person. 
You can be the poorest of the poor, but if you have good character, if you're kind towards others, um, then people will be kind to you in return. And I always say this, you can always see at the janaza. If you look at the janaza of a poor person, for example, and you say, yo, die was een so arme persoon, maar kijk hoe vol is die masjid, of kijk allemaal die mense by die janaza. It's not the money, it's not the status, but it's the person that you are. You know, um, Again, if you were kind to others, then p- others will uh, respond in that exact same kindness. So, we found you uh, poor and in need, and we made you self-sufficient, and we made you rich, which here can also mean um, in wealth, in, uh, in knowledge. My dear listeners, Auntie Aisha, um, if we just go back to the fourth ayah, Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَا الْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى وَلَا سَوْفَ يُعْتِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى Allah says that what is still to come, what is still to come is better than what has happened before. And Allah, Allah says, وَلَا سَوْفَ And Allah is going to give you in the near future that that you will be contented with, you will be happy with, you will be satisfied. Right? So it suggests that there is that period between this point now and that stage when Allah Ta'ala will give him what he will be satisfied with. Because Allah says, Wala sofa and Allah is going to in the near future. So there is going to be a period in between. So what happens to that period in between? Yeah, Allah gives a command. Allah says, Fa'ammal yatim Falatakar. So as for the orphan, do not oppress them. As for the orphan, do not oppress them. Allah is saying this, but knowing that Rasulullah himself was an orphan, and if you really if you look at an orphan that doesn't have either a mother or a father, um, or rather doesn't have a father or doesn't have both uh, his or her parents, an orphan, even though he he might be loved by family members. Um, he might be adopted, but there is nothing like a parent's love at the end of the day. There will always remain that gap um, that cannot be filled. Um, I always try to, um, what's the word, make a parable of, of, a, parent's, of a parent's love. I, I, when, when I say that, um, people promise you the world people promise you the world you know but besides Allah Ta'ala at the end of the day there is literally only two persons that you can really depend on two people that will literally break an arm and a leg to see to your well-being and that is your parents an orphan doesn't have that Taking care of an orphan is not only about seeing that he has a plate of food or um, that he has clothes on his back. There's, there's, like I said, there's always something missing. And that thing that's missing is a mother's touch, a mother's hug. Or, um, they don't like showing emotion. Hugging and all that. Yeah, is. you know. <laughs> but um, you will always see that, 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 that look of approval. On, in the in the eye in the father's eyes when 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 the child succeeds in something you know or does something good and uh, that is something that um, that an orphan doesn't necessarily um, have the luxury of and therefore now Allah says the orphan and as for the orphan do not oppress them Inshallah. Sheikh Basim and our listeners, we will continue right after this ad break. Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. 
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and a warm welcome back to our Friday Nasiha and we have Sheikh Wasim Abrams um, in studio with us doing the tafsir of Surah Duha. Um, uh, Sheikh Wasim, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to your words, subhanAllah, and we're looking at um, the tafsir of the surah and you mentioned earlier about, you know, a mother's love and a mother's touch and how different yes, it Allah. is. And we're looking at the Prophet Wasallam, that period Allah. of lullness when Jibreel did not come to him. Yes. Now we know that he, he became accustomed to the fact that Jibreel would come visit and the revelation would come to him yes. which means Allah is Allah loves me so much Allah that it, it's, it's been flowing so all of a sudden they, there was this lull period and this hunger you know and his thirst for knowledge had, had, had stopped at the time so how do you satisfy that and uh-huh. so Allah um, came to know thereof and um, it was like um, reassuring you know yes, this, this restless yes, heart that, that Allah I am still here I haven't forsaken you subhanAllah Allah I, I I couldn't have said that better, Wallahi. <laughs> MashaAllah. Shukran to Aisha. Afwan. Um, fala taqahar. So, as far as the orphan is concerned, do not oppress them. SubhanAllah. Care for them. Look after them. See to their needs. And again, uh, if, we can, uh, if we can hug them, hug them. Some, sometimes that is all that they need. Besides the money or the clothing or the food, sometimes a hug is really all that an orphan needs. We'll be amazed. Um, please don't misunderstand me, but for many of us, we we see to the orphans, we go to the children's homes and we, we take food, alhamdulillah, um, whether it is um, uncooked food or even cooked food, we take it there, you know, whatever we have left over, if we give a function, whatever is left, we take it to the orphans and so on. Um, let us try something different. Instead of just taking the food there, let us go and have that supper with them. Have that lunch, with, interact with them. Um, if it is a a party for example and we have little party but have the party with them make them feel special make them feel as if they are also a part of something so it's it's not just fulfilling a command or a duty but it's it's, it's saying that i'm part of this ya giving salam. you all yeah salam it's it's, it's definitely about it's going that extra mile um and 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 we'll see uh, many um foster mothers for example or um, caregivers at, at orphanages they will always say it's not only about uh, the food that you bring or the clothes or even the money but come and spend some time with the children yes. that is what they they want that interaction they want to feel um, as if they um, fit in some way so inshallah let us let us make that near inshallah that we um, that we're going to, if we go to the children's homes, go spend some, if it's five minutes, if it's ten minutes, even uh, even the, the, the for, for um, the elderly, you know. Um, yes, we know hospital, whether it's the phone or the electricity or whatever we for, for stichy for mami gheal, man. But um, any mother and Auntie Aisha can, or, or even father for that matter, Sometimes all they just yearn is just just to see your face. That's all. They don't want anything. Just to see your face. Just for you to be in their company. Uh-huh. That that is that is enough. That is even more than all the riches in the world. Allahu Akbar. So do not oppress the orphans, says Allah says Allah Ta'ala. And also in the same breath Allah says, Wa ammasail fala tanhar. Allah says, and as for the one who asks. As for the one who asks. Do not repulse them. Allah doesn't say don't refuse them. Allah specifically says, Fala tanhar. Do not repulse them. If someone comes knocking at our door, yes, sometimes we maybe in, uh, we decide we're going to take an afternoon nap. And we're just laying now liquor under the blankets and someone comes knocking at the door. And uh, so we, for lack of a better term, no, so verheerlijk, no, that die persoon nou vir ons uit die kwaad gehaal, you know, and then we tend to respond in the wrong manner. Zee alweer, Isa, is weer, you know, that, that, that type of uh, response. Allah sê, verlaat aan haar. Do not, do not repulse them. Moet nie vir hulle wegjane, you know, but give them. Give them. If you have, 
give them. And I always say, Wallahi, um, whatever you give, give what you would eat yourself. I, I want to give an example. As um, maskin talcos for nan it, you know. That is a bit of talcos or and someone comes knocking on the door, give the talcos. There is, yes. there is. Allah will place so much barakah in that. Wallahi. But no, the last week's pampun kos gadaal, I think, you know, I think freeze me and now I want to give that. Or perhaps we're having a nice meal here, someone comes knocking on the door, now gadaal is nog, there we go, make peanut butter and bread. There's nothing wrong, wallahi, there's nothing wrong. Please don't misunderstand me. There's absolutely nothing wrong in peanut butter and bread. Maar nou gaat ons die, die frikadelbrood uithaal. En dan gaat ons die dinges, die peanut butter daar op sit, Give them what you would eat. Give them what you would eat. And also, and I need to make mention of this, when we give, let us give for the sake of Allah. SubhanAllah. Don't expect anything in return. Don't even expect a bayatra makasi or a shukran. Give it in such a manner that doesn't that, 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 that doesn't give the next the, the, the receiver even time to say shukran. Why? Because um, Your reward lies with Allah. Most definitely, I'm 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 thinking of the ayah in Surah Insan or Surah Dahr, uh, where Allah says, um, "Ya Allah, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad." But Allah, "La nuridu minkum inna ma nutaimukum." There we go. Inna ma nutaimukum. We we feed others. We give. La nuridu minkum jazaan without wanting a reward for what we are giving. Wala shukura, and we don't even want. A shukran. Nee, it's a shukran of a tramakasini. Because ultimately, our reward is by Allah Ta'ala. When we give, we give for the sake of Allah. We don't give so that, uh, mashallah, the hele mashibuna say, mashallah, nog hulle goeie persoon, eigenlijk, by sadaka, and so on. We give for the sake of Allah. Fa'akhfaha hatta la ta'ala mashimaluhu ma tunfikir aminu. We hide it away so much to such an extent that um, our left hand doesn't know what the our hands. right hand gives. Allahu Akbar. So, do not chase them away. Don't refuse them. You know, my dear listeners, Auntie Aisha, very, very soon we are, we are literally entering into the month of Ramadan. And, you know, and the last verse of that, uh, of, of the Pujis, uh, so to speak, is, um, وَيَا رَاحِمَ الضُّعَفَاءِ وَالْفُقَرَاءِ وَالْيَتَامَى وَالْمَسَاكِينَ We the ones that are saying, that we, we're making this dua. And we're saying, oh Allah, you are the one who is most merciful and most compassionate on those who are weak, on the poor, on the needy, as well as the orphan. So if Allah Ta'ala is most merciful on those people, then shouldn't we then, as the slaves of Allah, also be merciful towards them? May Allah Ta'ala grant us that understanding. Amen, amen, inshallah. Wallahi, we can go on and on speaking about that particular ayah. How we should not refuse someone if we have. Um, because again, Allah Ta'ala will... will um, Repay us tenfold, and especially you know, especially the best that the best time to give, the best time to, and the most perfect time to give is when you yourself only have a little. Therefore, Allah says one of the qualities of the mutaqin is that uh, those who love to give when they have a little and when they have a lot, and that um, maybe Auntie Aisha can 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 relate to it. I I may be too young, Hulle het my die, die, die olap en die penny verdien. Wat in die sakdoek toegedraaid was in die punt van die sakdoek and still they would open it up and give. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, you know. For, for them it was an issue of when they, as hulle, hulle die olap en die penny gekry het, for example, hulle het eerste uitgehaal vir die masjid. First for the masjid, and then for the person who comes to knock. As hulle, as hulle miskien een pakkie dal gaat koop, en dan koop hulle extra pakkie dal for whoever comes to knock on the door. <coughs> and everyone was welcome at any time into their homes. And therefore, there was so much barakah in their lives. We today, alhamdulillah, some, some of us earns uh, not, not, not only double to what they used to earn, but triple to what they used to earn. But there's no barakah in our earnings. Why? The difference is, like I said, they would first take out for the masjid and first for someone that comes to knock on the door or hospital, yesterday DSTV. They would eerst to betaal it. Yesterday DSTV, and as I can also see when the land kiki, you know. 
um, we first see to 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 the important and now what's left over the pocket change we now think that is sufficient for the masjid we'll pay thousands and thousands of rand for everything else but our pocket change is enough for the masjid so we're saying don't hoard your wealth you are just to keep it to distribute it to Allahu those who akbar Allahu akbar that Allah Ta'ala has borrowed that to us and um, with and 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 to see what are we going to do with our wealth are we going to be responsible are we going to share with others that beautiful saying on the radio if everyone helps his neighbor then who will need help then who would need help and that is wallahi that is so so true and may allah ta'ala grant us the uh, the understanding of that inshallah Marana, I know that you would probably want to conclude. We have two minutes, but then apart from that, there's also, you know, the question that came about um, when was the surah revealed that some one of the listeners actually called in to inquire, inshallah. All right. Firstly, um, there's the there is even also on this particular matter whether or not this was the, um, the second uh, surah to be revealed. Um, but uh, the surah was revealed in Makkah. Um, shortly shortly after um the first verse shortly after the first verse that was revealed surah iqra so it was revealed before the revelation uh, before the migration before the nabi sallallahu migration to um, Medina. to Medina, even long before the uh, the miraj so it was in the beginning of uh, rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam's um call to 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 um to the oneness of allah to islam in other words you know um, and we can even the evidence of that is that um, again at the very beginning Rasulullah was a bit despondent Jibril coming again easy not whereas later on as the Quran was re- more and more of the Quran was revealed Rasulullah never had that um, um, that despondence anymore because then Jibril came on a more regular mm-hmm. basis so this was very early uh, to the call of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's call to Islam I need to just finish the last ayah yes, and Allah Ta'ala says so the favor that Allah Ta'ala has bestowed upon you O Muhammad Proclaim it, report it, speak about the favor that Allah Ta'ala has bestowed upon upon you. So yes, uh, my dear listeners, and Aisha, a very beautiful surah. I don't think I really gave justice to this particular surah in uh, in this time that, uh, that I had. Um, I, I hope I at least gave the listeners a bit of a taste of it. Um, and I encourage the listeners, please. Take the time out. Don't only read uh, the surah, but uh, but get the translation Quran and um, read up on this particular surah. Um, what one very good translation is the Muhsin Khan, uh, because he gives certain uh, explanations at the bottom um, of of the um, of the translation Quran at the bottom. The footnotes he would give yes. always he always he would always add on give a bit a bit extra. So please let us read up on it and. Uh, uh, get some understanding of this particular of this particular surah. And inshallah, if we are feeling sad, uh, if we perhaps going through difficulty, trials and tribulations, I think this surah is a reminder that Allah Ta'ala is there for us and we can call on Allah. I mean, I mean inshallah, may Allah grant us the understanding, inshallah. Sheikh um, Wasim, shukran so much for being in Syria and for enlightening us and reminding us always, inshallah. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.